0: The Spectator combines incisive political analysis with books and arts reviews of unrivalled authority. Subscribe today for just £12 and receive a 12-week subscription in print and online, and get a £20 Amazon gift voucher absolutely free. Go to spectator.co.uk slash summer. Hello and welcome to Coffeehouse Scots. I'm James Heal and I'm joined today by Katie Balls and Lucy Dunn. Now Lucy, Humza Yusuf is doing one of those much fabled resets. Tell us how it's going up in Scotland.
1: So Humza had his big chance to promote his own personal brand of politics this week, and I think it's safe to say it's fallen quite flat. And um, there's a lot of frustration about how Hamza is trying to appeal to everyone, and as a result, hasn't really left anyone feeling pretty happy at all. We've got frustration from higher-paid workers that Hamza is still pushing this for sort of progressive tax plans, and then there's frustration from poverty campaigners and charities that he's not gone too far when it comes to his anti-poverty message. Um, and then everything else kind of seems to be rehashing Nicola Sturgeon's own policies, um, and sort of trying to cover up the fact that there's been a lot of delays and particularly with stuff like the universal free school meals um, and on transport as well.
0: Now Katie of course this comes at a time when the SNP are facing quite an interesting electoral challenge from Labour and of course we can see the extent of that in the upcoming by-election.
2: Yes, there's lots of polls at the moment suggesting that uh, in an election, Scottish Labour would win as many seats as the SNP, um, some suggesting potentially even more, which is huge if you think about recent general elections and how well the SNP have done. It would really feel as though it is a, you know, a shaking up of the political landscape, and we talked about in this podcast previously, but what Keir Starmer needs to win a majority massively helped if you do have that big Scottish Labour recovery and the first test of that we'll get is in the Rutherglen and Hamilton by-election which is at the beginning of October on the 5th um, that's going to be the first test of you know what is really going on here now because it's a by-election you really would expect Labour to take it from the SNP. So just because Labour take it from the SNP doesn't necessarily mean these polls are correct. If the SNP somehow managed to keep it, I think it would suggest everything is very off. Speaking to figures in Scottish Labour, I think people are trying to be a bit careful in terms of what they say publicly. They don't want to sound complacent. But there is a sense that it is going well for them. Um, those who are, you know, saying out campaigning so they haven't really had that reaction in that area in recent years. Um, they can't really think to a time when it has been as receptive as it currently is. Is. and there's even some talk that it could actually be a bloodbath for the SNP um in terms of you know the vote margin now again i don't think you're going to see any uh labor politicians publicly saying that but i think it does give you a sign that they're quite buoyant and bullish ahead of this vote um and if they did have a big win over the SNP, and i don't think it has to be lance if it was. Comfortable, and if it added, to, it would. I think just add to this sense of confidence, where it feels like uh, you know, with political luck, sometimes. Right now, they're seems to be as though, you know, luck is on Labour's side, both in terms of things that like happened to Keir Starmer um, down here in Westminster. And I think this would just um, add it to the sense that things are turning in their favour.
0: Mm. Helped, of course, by the fact they're in opposition to both, which would uh, be of asset. Um, so
2: I would say on that one, it's quite it was quite interesting polling recently, um, which was, you know, levels of dissatisfaction with the governing party. Um, and they did this in, uh, you know, Westminster and also in Scotland and the dissatisfaction with the UK government incredibly high and um, I think it was uh I don't know the exact figures in front maybe you know 60-70% level dissatisfaction but then the level of uh, you know unhappiness towards uh the Scottish government yes dissatisfaction but much lower um you know it was nowhere near the level in the UK which means that while I think that it's definitely you know the by-election looking good for Labour I think there can often be a little bit of a tendency perhaps to write the SNP off a bit more quickly with these different narratives and it's not as though the Scottish national movement has existed without leaders lots of people said after Alex Salmond it would die actually grew stronger under Nicola Sturgeon and therefore I think it could be a bit more stubborn still than I think some of the commentary suggests
0: Lucy, what do you think the mood is within the SNP about all this? As Katie says, I think that you know, it looks likely they're going to lose that by election and potentially be neck and neck with Labour in terms of seats. How are MSPs and MPs reacting to all that?
1: Well, I think that, as Katie said, it's obviously a very, going to be a very pivotal by election, and, and both. Labour and SNP will be hoping to, to win win by quite a lot I think if SNP do lose then they've got the excuse that Margaret Ferrier did break these rules and there's a sort of frustration about that they can kind of fall back on that so there's a real um, provocative factor in um, there but I think what, what it will show I think be interesting to, to look at when this by-election is what the turnout's like for the recall petition the turnout was you know relatively low and I think that certainly the politicians are worried that voters just aren't engaging anymore
0: and obviously, RAC's been a big issue in Westminster this week. But Lucy, how has it happened in Scotland? It seems that the SNP government there have adopted a much more sort of tempered, moderate tone to all this than perhaps some of the the emphasis on crisis we've seen down in Westminster.
1: Yeah, there's a real um, difference between both the reactions of the Scottish government and the Westminster government about RAC. And um, the Scottish government seem to not really be taking quite as much action. Um, I think what's important to note is that their investigations are still ongoing so there was an announcement made about this yesterday in Parliament um, they've identified for example 40 schools that they think may contain this dangerous concrete. I think they're trying not to scare people by going overkill on it but I think because of the difference in approaches both north and south and parents and children and people who work in courts and hospitals are all left a bit confused really about what how dangerous this actually is and what it really means for them
0: now Katie and Lucy you were both on Thursday night rubbing shoulders with the uh, greater than the not so good of the Scottish political elite at the annual Scottish political awards Um, Katie tell us about that evening
2: Holyrood Magazine's um, annual awards. uh, Of course, here we have the Spectator's Parliamentarian um, where, you know, we crown often often awards that you might not actually be so proud to accept, um, some that you would hang on your wall. And this is the Scottish equivalent. And it was um, an interesting evening. Anna Sawa was there. Douglas Ross, Hamza Youssef, the First Minister, did not make it, um, which might have been for the best, given that um, many of the jokes from Matt Ford, who was compare for the evening, um, were really aimed at the SNP and the Greens, of course, who they are in coalition with. And um, the, it was noted that I think in recent years they've got quite used to just pointing down to Westminster when it comes to um parody or you know uh, thick of it moments and things going wrong whereas in the past 12 months you could argue um that you know what's been happening in Holyrood and Scottish politics has really been competing uh with uh Westminster in terms of fireworks so if you think about Nicola Sturgeon's resignation a shock to many and then obviously her arrest and what happened that leadership contest and that's before we even get to the Greens recycling scheme.
0: Thank you, Katie. Thank you, Lucy. And thank you for listening to Coffeehouse Scots.